Welcome to a Hotel Analyst podcast special and this week we're going to be talking all about inflation. The reason is we've come to hear the hotel chief executives in their quarterly results talking about uh, mitigating the uh, the cost of inflation. Well we've uh, got someone sat with us this week who's going to tell us all about uh, it in much more detail because he's up to his elbows in uh, inflationary cost pressures um, and uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'm Andrew Parsons from Pelican Procurement Services. Um, We are a company based in the UK, um, a professional procurement and supply chain company, 30 years of experience, broadly speaking, working in food service and catering industries and helping customers, as I say, for 30 years to to buy sensibly and the best way and save money. And also on the call, we've got Andrew Sankster, the editorial director of Hotel Analyst asking a few insightful questions off you go andrew well, hopefully you set me a high bar there chris um <laughs> so inflation so that is obviously something we've been banging on about for nearly a year now on on the podcast off and on it, it's a huge feature it's the return of inflation after a well frankly more than a decade of a almost deflationary environment um uh, the big question is um, just how bad is it it's pretty bad um, across a number of uh, commodities and a number of important things that we all need to buy both at home and in in the hospitality industry energy and food being kind of like two key areas where there is a lot of pain at the moment i mean the headline inflation rate was announced yesterday is is going down slightly but food was up at 12.4 percent across all commodities but within the commodities there's there's peaks and troughs as well so dairy was up 34 percent in the last 12 months milk itself i think in the last 18 months is up about 75 percent um so there's big increases there and fuel is 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 well documented and and that is a in the in the industry sector and, and for hotels is a, is a daily changing story, an hourly changing story at times over the last kind of six weeks, to be fair, um, and still awaiting at the time of, of talking to you, Andrew, some sort of clearer guidance from, from number 10 as to how the, the energy cap is going to be uh, migrated to industry. And I know I was, re- I was reassured that hospitality got a specific mention beyond the six months, which is great, but what, what people need to see is what that means in, in pounds and pence at the moment, especially as many people are coming to the end of, of, of fixed fixed agreements they had in the hotel industry and some of the increases we've seen on those fixed rates in the current open market are, are absolutely eye-watering. Absolutely eye-watering. Mm. So we touched on, um, well, you touched on there in terms of we had that very fractional dip in inflation rate. I mean, it went below double digits, but by the closest possible margin at 9.9%, um, um, having been just over, uh, just into double digits the previous previous month. But as you're saying, in, in, in what we're seeing um, in terms of those gas and electric prices, and there's a distinction here, ironically, one of the reasons inflation weight went down a little bit was the cost of uh, oil went down a bit um, but that is certainly not feeding through in terms of the energy prices in terms of what's being put into hotels um, so their gas and electric has gone up quite dramatically can you give us some examples of just how dramatically Andrew 
Uh, well, there's one fresh off the off the press, if you like. It was a hotel we were talking to only a matter of ten, twelve days ago. Um, we're coming to the end of a fixed uh, fixed term. It was a it was a reasonable reasonable fixed term for them. Um, uh, it's a big hotel, well into three be- three in three digit bedroom numbers, um, and they were paying around thirty thousand pounds a month for all of their energy on the fixed rate. Um, the 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 rate that came back um, through through energy brokers at the time was going from £30,000 a month to £2.2 million per year. Um, that was the increase across, across both gas and, and electricity, which is eye-watering. And because I like doing things like this, I worked it out on a, on a cost-per-room kind of level just to, just to get an idea, I suppose, of how you know, what, what the impact that is on room rates, etc. We can give very good advice through our, through our trusted energy partners, um, and their advice is very, very good. Um, sometimes people take it, sometimes people don't, but the advice is certainly there. Um, and hopefully it won't be too long um, before we get some clarity as to, as to how, how it is going to uh, you know, trickle to uh, hotels in terms of the, uh, the, the cap. Yeah, it's worth pointing out we're recording this um, just before we get the full details of what the new government uh, under Prime Minister Liz Truss is is going to reveal in terms of support. But um, certainly for the UK hoteliers listening to this, your recommendation is, Andrew, that they um, don't fix if they want to get the best deal. It's not. Well, it's not necessarily my um, advice. Um, we would. We take every 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 client that comes to us. We take in its own merit, and we will talk and introduce our energy providers to them, and we will have that conversation based on 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 their aspirations, what they're looking to get, and what they're looking to achieve. Um, I mean, I'm pleased to see the energy rate that is currently out there is is less at the moment than it was a week ago for for that we were being quoted. But there was a lot of fear in the market, you know, with pipelines being switched off and all those kinds of things. So um, we need to take every case on its merit, really, Andrew. I don't think we can make a broad stroke um, mm. comment like that. We would uh, we would find out the need and usage as well, of course, um, meter readings and all those lovely things that uh, which get even more complicated when you're talking to a, a hotel that might have more than one meter. So what else can operators do faced with these huge challenges? Well, there's a few things in terms of the, the, the commodities they're buying, i.e. food and, and, thing, and, and those kinds of things. They can certainly look at having some discipline and potentially centralising buying, by which I mean it's all going through one focal point who has the view of everything. You tend to find sometimes with hotels there might be lots of different people buying things and some different people buying the same thing as well bizarrely and they might be coming from different suppliers one with a, a price agreed and one without a price agreed so certainly centralize that that purchasing whether you're running a single site or whether you're running you know multiple locations have have the system that can, can be managed by the or accessed by those who need to access it but at least there's that clarity then of what's being bought when it's being bought and and and, and what's being paid um certainly review products and menus regularly because things are changing things are moving i mean going forward you, you're going to see perhaps some a lot of fresh vegetables and, and fruit and fruit and uh, salad hit because we've had a very dry summer and there hasn't been potentially or isn't going to be potentially the yields that we were expecting um so that's going to affect the price of of those commodities so keep your finger on the pulse keep talking to people like us who have some insight going forward we haven't got a crystal board I'm, I'm sorry to say but we can at least see what what is tracking and what is trending and give advice on those things so regularly review your products regularly review your menus um it's interesting uh, a lot of hotels uh, print their own menus off now on a daily basis um rather than going to a very elaborate printer uh, that cost a lot of money um and a week turnaround or something like that when the menu might then be uh, 
you know out of uh, you know out of out of tune of what's going on. You know, seasonal vegetables are always good to, to put on a menu and, and offer a good uh, a good cost effective way of, of going forward. Um, control your stock, control your portion control, and control your wastage. Um, I've got a lot of uh, examples of where I've seen wastage uh, breakfast buffets and, and places like that, that 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 potentially have been wasting wasting food. So just watch that wastage. Um, conduct an energy review, of course, as you would in your own house. So you, there's there's companies out there, certainly some we can introduce you to, who can come and do a survey for you, have a look around, see where potentially there is some saving to be made on the energy that that you're using, and check your pricing. So if you've agreed a price of a commodity that you're buying check when it comes in that you have paid that price now there's systems out there that can do that for you uh, we we have one within within pelican pelican pie which which we manage and, and create ourselves but that can validate your price for you um, that can produce a food flash for you which i'd also highly recommend where you're serving food uh, which which for those who may not be aware is, is a daily kind of tally if you like of, of what you've had delivered what you've sold and gives you a theoretical food cost on on a daily basis and that is really useful to spot trends going forward and then you can then jump in and do something about it if something is going awry rather than wait to the end of the month or the end of a quarter realize you haven't made your margin and it's because you know your salmon shot up in price or something and you didn't mm. notice um mm. tips like that can can help um, we know we're not going to be able to mitigate the climate issues that are causing the prices going to go up, and we can't obviously mitigate what, what's going on, um, you know, obviously in Russia and Ukraine, which has affected a lot of commodities as well. There's not a lot any of us can do about that, but we can do it on our own premises. We can monitor what we're doing and, and take the relevant uh, relevant actions. So it's about controlling the controllable yeah. and to wheel out that management cliche. If you're not measuring it, you can't manage it. So you've <laughs> got to you've got to be measuring it there. And it's fascinating your your anecdote there in terms of how um, your observation rather how hotels are now some hotels are using uh, daily printouts. I mean it, it's reminiscent of the old Weimar Republic where people were turning up with a wheelbarrow full of cash to buy a loaf of bread. It's not <laughs> quite at that level, but but you know we can certainly see on you know that how behaviors are having to change on a day-to-day -day basis to deal with this um, new inflationary environment and I, I guess the question that arises clearly this is a very changed um, set of circumstances and who's most at risk here is it bigger groups or is it individual outlets I think it's proportionate and arguably uh, you know a 40 bedroom independent hotel in the midlands might not have the the cash resources or the or even the in-house expertise to do some things um a group with 50 hotels you know the costs are proportionately higher they're, they'll all be paying the same for a you know um a jigger of milk and they'll all be paying the same for a box of butter or there or thereabouts obviously our scale and that's what a group purchasing organization effectively is you know we've got the scale of of hundreds and thousands or not, thousands of clients that we can bring to bear on the pricing that we can secure so that's certainly a benefit to 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 hotels across the piece but it, it is proportionate they will all be feeling it the big groups will be feeling it the independents will be feeling it the larger groups may have you know more expertise in the head office who can who can maybe you know look on a wider scale and may have larger global backing but at the end of the day, everyone's got a P&L to hit. Um, yeah. It's just the, 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 the challenges are the same. It's just the numbers that are different.
It, it strikes me you look at this environment here and um, what you're not seeing, I, I would suggest, is is the hoteliers really taking it as perhaps as seriously as they should um, in terms of procurement. I mean, they wouldn't go out and not use a lawyer for their legal work. And yet the, the, the notion of having specialists in terms of procurement. But as an industry, um, my impression is that we're not too good at the procurement piece what would be your view on that i wouldn't um i wouldn't uh, apply that across there are some very 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 good groups with very very good procurement departments out there and there's some very good independent hotels with good procurement departments out there there's some who historically don't want to reach out they want to do it all themselves you know they want to buy the meat from the local butcher they want to buy the meat from the other fruit and veg from the local greengrocer and and local provenance is 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 a is a you know a great a great advert to put on the breakfast menu etc you know eggs from such and such a farm it it's it, there's nothing wrong with that there's some commodities that are uniform of course you know cornflakes are cornflakes they're made by whoever makes the cornflakes and they'll be exactly the same cornflakes whether you buy them from your local vendor or whether you buy them from a national vendor so that's not going to change much you know a seville orange has come from seville it might have come from your local greengrocer but it's still come from seville you know ultimately so that it's the same with everything, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. If they had a legal issue, they would go and talk to a, a lawyer with those expertise. <clears throat> Increasingly, when times are tough, which they are, um, more we find more hotels and more industries generally that we work within reach out for support um, because we, you know, we've got 30 years of experience and a lot of people in the business who have been here for a long time who, who, can, who can help and support. So at times of, uh, of difficulty, we are busy. <laughs> Um, and, and, and people are more willing to talk um, but not everybody will want to and some people will you know, want to uh, plough their own furrow with, with, with the times ahead and that's absolutely fine um, you know, you know we, have a, we have a magazine called Pelican Edge which is launched every, uh, three times a year and there's some great advice in there which you know, that's, that's readily available you know, online and stuff if people want to take some advice but if they want some people to talk to on a one-to-one -one basis then that option's there as well the other big uh, cost issue that uh, operators are grappling with is around staffing labour costs. Um, is this an area you can help with? Uh, not directly, um, but indirectly, uh, I guess we can. Um, well, I know we can. Um, so, yeah, look, inflation um, and, and, and interest rate rises and all those things are going to affect pay demands, and that'll mean that everyone's paying their staff more money to keep them. There is a shortage uh, in, in the hospitality industry. We know that for, for various reasons, not, not just linked to this. Um, and, in fact, even pre pre-covid actually there was a lot of kitchen brigade that didn't have a full complement at that point um so so it's it, that particularly isn't a new although i think it's um accentuated now um what we can do i guess is is you mentioned it earlier control the controllable so in other words we can take on board for our clients the things that can be labor intensive for them to do like checking invoices and 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 and, and paying paying invoices and placing orders and finding suppliers and checking pricing and, and all those kind of things which does free hotel operators up to sweat the bigger stuff you know, in terms of um, staff shortages and so on and so forth. And the systems that, that people like us, uh, that we certainly have as well, can help free up time as well because they can automate and, and process a lot of the things that is quite a long manual task. So from that point of view, yes, we can help. I can't, I'm afraid, 
find a chef if 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 you know if a hotel hasn't got a chef i can't help but what we can do and we are starting to do increasingly often now as well is look at hotel menus with hotel proprietors and looking at ways of making the menu a little bit less labor intensive um low labor menus aren't aren't a new thing but they're becoming more and more prevalent by which i mean pre-diced vegetables you know you can buy pre-diced vegetables they might cost a little bit more but do they cost as much as the time they are saving a chef to chop up possibly not there's some fantastic pre-marinated meats out there now um that that you wouldn't spot the difference you know they're they're, they're beautiful and they're cheaper and less time intensive than than the kitchen doing them so there's lots of alternatives like that and we're talking to suppliers all the time about things that we can add to our ranges with them that will help hospitality with some of those um labor challenges to make the menus um and 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 cleaning products and all those things easier to dispense and easier to use which means less uh, less hours for people to do it and uh, hopefully we'll spread that pain a little bit yeah it's interesting that productivity piece which i I would suggest the industry has been really lacking in um historically um it is times like this you actually see it being focused on and actually seeing some productivity being delivered um and andrew this is this is uh all this sounds fantastic i'm sure everybody listening is is thinking well this is great um but how much is it going to cost me and how do i end up paying it is it commission or is it fee based well there's no we don't charge our clients anything directly um there's, there's no fee directly to the client um and that includes using our systems as well and availing themselves of the expertise of our our, our teams out here and with all the hospitality experience so it, it's 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 self-funded through through the savings we generate for our clients and and through the suppliers that they use and so the, the prices we secure for them are their saving prices and there's nothing else for us on top of that great stuff right so i'm gonna, just one final parting question andrew i'm gonna ask you to get your crystal ball out and, <laughs> uh, look, look ahead um what's your sense of where we're going to be in a year's time are we going to be as concerned about inflation in a year's time or do you think it is a case that we're going to actually have made the adaptation we're going to learn how to live with it or do you think it will be less of an issue in a year's time i really do wish i had a crystal ball because i would do i would i would use it to do the lottery numbers that's uh, one of the first things i think i would do um well look, inflation's going to be we think 13 percent um across the piece at the end of this year um uh, uh, that that's the, the the what the wise money's on it, it might be more it might be less there's so many moving parts andrew that's the thing you know this in, in some of the commodities that we've seen a massive increase in price you know that that's out of our hands with with what's going on you know in, in russia and ukraine you know we can't control the climate which will affect some of the uh, some of the produce that we do or don't have a shortage of you've had avian bird flu in the mix over the last few years which has resulted in in countless millions of, of chickens etc being slaughtered which is one of the things that affected chicken prices so some of those things you just can't predict i don't, I don't think it's a short-term problem if it would be my honest opinion i think i think we are with this for a while yet um hopefully if there's a resolution then one of the biggest um contributors to this which is the gas and energy prices will will hopefully stable down if there can be a solution which isn't in our hands but let's pray that uh, that it happens soon because that will 
that that energy price affects just about everything. If some of the commodity prices we've spoken about are because of the cost of shipping, because of the cost of, of moving things around from one place to another. So we've got we've certainly got it for this year. Um, we will have it for some of next year. Um, it, how much of next year, I really can't predict. All we can do is make sure we're supporting our clients with the best intelligence we have at the moment to make the right changes and make the right you know, uh, adaptions uh, that, need, that can be made to at least minimise the impact of, of what's happening out there. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a big fan of quotes, but there is a quote that I've always really liked, and it, was, it came about even before, uh, even before you and I were talking, to be honest. It's one I, uh, I, I used a couple of years ago, but um, it was Henry Ford um, who actually said, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Mm. And I, I think that's, that is more relevant, that's as relevant today, if not more relevant today, than it probably was when he said it. Um, you know, it, it, exactly that. It's about being adaptable. It's about being agile, um, looking at what's happening there, preempting what you can and making the relevant, uh, making the relevant changes and not being scared to make the changes as well. You, you mentioned earlier about why would people go to a solicitor <clears throat> if they had a legal problem, <clears throat> excuse me, and not come to a procurement company if they had a procurement problem. And I think it's about reaching out to whichever expertise it is you want, whether it is legal or whether it is procurement or, or, or whether it is uh, anything else that could be, uh, could be needed by your business. Don't be scared to reach out to experts who can help you um, yeah. and, and use their expertise. I think that's um, great advice, Andrew, and it brings me to my my one of my favourite sayings of um, Charles Darwin. Um, everybody misquotes him saying it's the survival of the fittest. Actually, what he was talking about, it's the survival of the most adaptable species. Um, and it, it is very much a time for adaptation, I think. Uh, and with that thought, okay. um, well, thank back you. to you, Chris. Thank you, Andrew. And Andrew, that's been most interesting. And uh, we hope we're not still going to be talking about the dreadful impact of inflation and energy prices in more than a year's time so thank you both for now and we'll say goodbye you're welcome thank you